I don't know why some of us get more time than others. But in the words of Ralph Waldo Emerson, the purpose of life is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. Have we lived and lived well? And I'm just going to put this out there. If you're listening to my show and you're used to the politics and the talk about everything, is that living well each day? And so today I want to turn it around because I woke up yesterday to the news that somebody that I went to college with had passed away, a young person in their mid forties. Now I don't know the story about how she died and that's really irrelevant for the topic of today. What I want to talk about is, are we living our best life? Because I believe when we learn about people's death, that the highest way that we can really honor that individual is through our memories and thankfulness and joy. And so today I want to offer some joy about living. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. Please go to www.americaoutloud.com, the official website of the network where you can see all of my colleagues' work as well as hear their shows on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, which is available on all of your favorite app stores, where you can listen to the podcast versions on every single podcast format you could ever imagine. I guarantee it's there, including this show. And if you're listening to this show and maybe you make it onto uh, Apple uh, podcast, make sure you leave me a specific review, help build the brand. I'd appreciate that. All right. Today I'm in reflection mode. Uh, there's lots of stories that I'm going to be covering this week. You heard me yesterday talk about how Wednesday is deeming to be a big day in the country because Donald Trump is going to have a town hall on CNN. And it looks like the Hunter Biden indictment is looming uh, tomorrow as well, with even the, the post being banned from the White House as this indictment is looming, I think because they've been running all these stories. Uh, so there seems to be some favoritism or some skepticism, skepticism about who they want to allow in. That doesn't matter to me today. None of that really matters. What matters me today is about living a happy and fulfilling life. I woke up, as you heard at the top of the show, to hearing that uh, a friend, I won't use the last name out of respect for the family because I don't know how much, um, <laughs> I don't know how much publicity they went around all this, but Patty passed away um, and she is uh, very close to my age. I'm not sure if she's 44. She was 45, 43. Um, years have gone by. I don't remember if she's a little bit older than me or the same age, but make a long story short, she's no longer with us. She leaves behind a husband and family, children, uh, sisters, parents, and it's sad. 
It's sad because the person that I remember is somebody that uh, was really looking out for other people when I was at college and I was becoming an RA. Uh, I was a resident advisor. I was an RA in the building. Patty always had a megawatt smile, just a kind soul, always happy, looking on the bright side, always happy to just be uh, a joyous person during a party and do what's right and what's reasonable. Now, I do not know Patty uh, after college, don't know what she did with her life, but I know that it is sad that she is not with us anymore. And, you know, I, I think about all the people that I know that have passed away just from college. Uh, I've lost uh, somebody just a couple years ago, Joel. Uh, he passed away from cancer. Uh, I believe it was, uh, it might be two years now that he's been gone. Wow. My friend Adele, Adele passed away from breast cancer uh, about four years ago. Uh, know somebody else who passed away from cancer. Um, and it never gets easier hearing that somebody that's close to your age is gone. But we can honor it by figuring out how did they live that we could work on ourselves to live better. And so I found myself as I went through different appointments uh, on Monday thinking to myself, you know, what would I do in my life to give my life even more meaning? I, I believe that I live my life in a pretty good way, but how can I give my life a better meaning moving forward? Uh, what could I do? Now, I, I read, uh, and this is going to sound scandalous, but way back when, before there was the scandal with the Dalai Lama, I'd read his book about uh, happiness and how do we find it. And one of the things that uh, I believe my parents brought to me, and if people know me in life, then you know that this is who I am at the core. And I think it's who we all are at the core. But he used a word that was very interesting. So it wasn't just enough to have a kind heart, which I know everybody has a kind heart. Some of us have to work on it a little bit more than others. But the Dalai Lama said that we need to cultivate a kind heart. Now, when you hear the words cultivate a kind heart, it goes beyond just being kind. It means that it's something that is work. It's something that is a uh, continued process to cultivate something is to nurture and allow it to grow. So our hearts are never hardened, but rather becoming kinder by the day. And we can only do that by working on our level of compassion and kindness to others. And the Dalai Lama had said that, you know, this kindness and compassion to others is absolutely essential to living a happy life. Now, I, I wish I was sharing somebody else's wise words after what happened a few weeks back, but I don't think that the words are less uh, valid simply because of the source in this case. So I'm going to continue on here. When we show kindness to others, right, it, it creates this atmosphere around us that everybody just wants to be part of that party. And I've been friends with people before that are just people with kind hearts, like my friend, John, who's been on the show a few times. He's somebody that I've never heard another individual when we were growing up studying at college talk poorly about. Why? Because that kindness to others was given back to him, right? So when we, uh, some people call it karma, what goes around, comes around. When we speak poor of others, people speak ill of us. I think that's true, but kindness works in the same way. It cultivates a gratitude and kindness mindset that really helps out. 
And so I want to challenge my listeners as we hear topics about, you know, uh, whatever the other side is doing that we disagree with. Can you find compassion and kindness towards the people that you disagree with? Can you find compassion and kindness towards AOC, MTG? Can you find kindness and compassion when people are struggling with their sexual identity? Can you find kindness and compassion in the moments where we might wish that we did not have the president that we have, whether it's a Republican president or a Democrat president? Because in order to live that joyous life and to live a life worth living, I believe that that is the most important part that normally goes back and changes our own hearts. I know that if I'm in negative space for five days on the America out loud network, talking about stories that are really getting to me, I know that that's got to turn other people's hearts too. And so today I'm just going to ask us all to be mindful and aware of how we are giving energy back into the world. And so this show today is a mindful and aware show to make sure that maybe by the end of uh, the 20 minutes or so that we spend today, you sit there and go, I'm glad that I spent this to be reminded of it. I hope that nobody feels that I'm talking down to them as I'm doing this, because these are all areas that I need to always work on as well. I'm just asking my bold American listeners to join me in all this. The biggest thing, uh, Rick Warren's purpose driven life. Uh, when I read that book, the, the, the opening line, it's not about you, right? I mean, growing up, everybody wants to be the star of a team star of the class. We have this want to have the sense of purpose that sometimes our ego gets in the way and we inflate that sense of purpose beyond what it is. But if we have a sense of purpose that is relative to creating positivity in the world around us, then it's no longer about us. It's about that kindness. It's about that compassion. And therefore the world in itself creates a sense of purpose back for us. And I've seen this really, you know, when I worked with Habitat for Humanity, I was taking teenagers down for these work camps. We'd call it the mustard seed. And I would tell the story about the mustard seed that these trips were to plant the idea of service, but also to plant the seeds of homeownership, plant the seeds of family traditions into uh, their uh, abilities as we raise the walls to these homes. Remember the first time we finally finished the staircase from the second floor, the roof wasn't on yet. And I walked the kids down our last day. We didn't finish the home, but we were in the middle phases. I walked the kids down into where the living room would be at the bottom of the stairs. And I said, I want you to think about what you created this week. When we arrived, we put the walls on the first floor up. We did the subfloor over the next three days. And then we got the stairs in place and we put the stairs. Now, if this family chooses to have children and they're celebrating Christmas one day, a child will walk down these stairs and look at the Christmas tree waiting for their gifts. Or one day somebody will walk up these stairs for the first time with a newborn, bringing somebody into the family. The possibilities are endless and see our purpose there was to build homes but in kindness, it was about building so much more. And sometimes when I get involved in just teaching or doing this podcast, I wonder, what is it that I'm building? What type of community is listening to my show? You know, I'm told that through the America Out Loud Network, you know, I'm having 100,000 people, 200,000 people that can listen to this. 
uh, you look at the ratings for the America Out Loud Network. It's the top 0.5% of all podcasts in the world. It's, it's, it's a thriving platform here of alternative media. What am I doing with my sense of purpose, with my mindfulness, my awareness? What am I doing to have a kind heart each day? You know, as I hear about somebody who's no longer with us, I think that that could be me one day. It will be me one day because none of us get out of this experience alive. And for that, when I think about it, I'm thankful. I have nothing but gratitude. There was a a rabbi that I heard speak one time, Father Jude. And Father Jude was posted at a college that I worked at, Newman University. I I was a radio teacher there, worked in the admissions office as well uh, for a brief period of time. And Father Jude said, we need to have an attitude of gratitude. And I love the rhyming that he used for that. But when we focus on all the positives in a way that we are truly gratitude people, the attitude that we have is, gee, you know what? Thank you. I woke up today. Thank you. My children are healthy enough that I can argue with them. Thank you. Uh, You know, my parents uh, are still here and they can still annoy me and I can still annoy them. I'm thankful for that because even when there's rough times ahead dealing with health challenges and everything else, there's gratitude that's really there that I believe can help us within that happy lifestyle. And one thing I know that really helps me all the time, I tell puns and I, I know I don't use puns much here on my show, but if, if you were to walk into my classroom and ask my students about my sense of humor, they tell you two things about me. The first thing they'd say is, oh, Mr. Bolton is punny. He always has puns. If somebody says something, it normally always becomes a new pun. And he also has an extremely sharp and quick witted sense of humor that's dark because I do. I have a dark sense of humor and I have fun with it. Part of that dark sense of humor is my inability to let things go, my inability to find forgiveness. And I think in in all the things that I struggle with, and I'm wondering if it is for my listeners as well, I struggle with being able to truly forgive and let go of the negativity that's come into my life. I find that I want to apologize to everybody that I've wronged in my life even though they may not even be thinking about me anymore. You know, I'd sit there and be like, wow, to that relationship that I had in college that didn't work out, I truly love the person. And I hope that they know that. And I hope that they understand that I was an imperfect human being and I was still working on perfecting myself. And I hope that in all my relationships that, uh, you know, people can know that at the end of the day, I was loving and tried to be happy and cultivate a positive relationship. And if they felt any way, but that I'd like to apologize, but that need to want to do that tells me that I cannot reach inner peace and happiness by holding on to the past. So my challenge also for everybody that holds on to the past, like me is to let go of the past and go back to that word, cultivate cultivate the present moment, the present relationships that are there. All right. I'm going to take a break right here during the show. We're coming up uh, right at the 15 minute mark, just a little bit over 15 minutes. And so it's a good time to take a break. When I come back, when I was studying pastoral care and counseling for my master's uh, studies, we talked to uh, Dr. Jim Halk, 
who was doing studies uh, regarding end of life experiences and was there an afterlife. And we got to hear about some of people's biggest regrets before uh, death, you know, things as they were knew that their days were numbered, what they regretted. And so let's focus a little bit on the regrets and then figure out how do we live a life without regrets to end the show today? How do we live a life that is fulfilled? I hope this is helpful for everybody. Uh, um, I, I'm getting a little bit out of it, just reflecting upon this and putting my notes together for today's show. I think uh, it's helping me and I hope it is helping you as well. All right. We got to take a quick break here. Make sure you're going over to americaoutloud.com. Check out all of our sponsors. Uh, one of the products we use here in my home is Cofix RX nasal spray. It's a povidone iodine antiviral spray. It destroys SARS-CoV-2 as well as the cold and flu viruses in just 15 seconds. And it offers you up to eight hours of protection. You go right onto the website and you can order some. And by going through our website and ordering, you get a discount, which is a great deal right there. You can't go wrong. Help you uh, stay safe when you're in those crowded environments as graduations come up. All right, everybody, you're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be right back. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Glad that you're here. Second half of the show. Let's get straight into it. We've been talking about how to live a worthwhile life. Well, as we discuss this, there's sometimes, you know, how not to live a worthwhile life, the things that people regret. And I was talking about Dr. Jim Houck. He was a professor who studied near-death experiences of hundreds of individuals to find out what was going through their mind after they were pronounced dead. Did they see anything? Did they see a light in a tunnel? Did they hear from dead uh, relatives, loved ones? Did they see the face of Jesus? What, what exactly was it 
that they were filled with. And he had various uh, different experiences that he'd share. Uh, many people would talk about the light that they saw at the end. Some people would talk about the loved ones that they saw. Others saw absolutely nothing. And he couldn't reconcile while some people saw nothing and others saw uh, relatives or religious figures other than whatever it was that that person would really want to seek in their uh, final moments is what they would be presented with. They would, but they would find this. But after these people lived through this experience long enough to talk about it, they also shared with uh, Dr. Hauck things that uh, they regretted, uh, things that they missed out on in life and they hoped to have a second chance at. And we also have a lot of research in this with people that talk about the regrets of loved ones when they're in hospice care and they're talking about things that they wish that they have done. Well, the number one thing on everybody's list anytime you talk about this was not spending enough time with their loved ones people always reflect back that i wish i spent more time with my children i wish i spent more time with my spouse i wish that i made my relationships with these individuals stronger knowing that that is the largest regret that people have the number one most reported means that you and I have that ability to learn from those that have gone before us and make that change in our own lives. To spend more time with your children right now, to get involved, that they're involved in, in soccer or whatever it may be, showing up at every single soccer thing that you can show up in is extremely important. You might think that, oh, well, I got to work. I got to make money. Well, you need to also have balance in your life. At some point in time, you're not going to look back and go, how many states did I travel to while making hundreds of thousands of dollars? Instead, you're going to think, huh, did my son really enjoy me as a father? Did my daughter really have a meaningful conversation with me? Did my spouse know that they were loved? Did I maintain that? Because at the end of the day, that's where we put our worth. You know, living a life worthwhile, your worth is what you put into it, what you cultivate, right? It goes back to that whole cultivate conversation I had in the first half. The other thing that people uh, regret is something that I'm doing right now. So I can't say that this is a regret. And many people will not say that I've had many of these type of regrets, not pursuing your dream. You know, many people talk about, uh, I wish that I had taken a risk and started my own business. I wish that I had told that person that I loved them way back when. I wish that I had done this. I wish, I wish, I wish. There's a line, I think, from uh, uh, the music man, Harold Hill, and talking to the librarian. And it's, uh, my dear little librarian, you'll find that if you keep saying tomorrow, all you'll have is a bunch of useless yesterdays. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if I got that line exactly right, but you get the idea. If we keep not pursuing our dreams, right? If you wanted to start a podcast, start a podcast, find an audience for it, right? Pursue your passion, make your passion and your love something that's part of your life. Keeping balance with your loved ones is of course also important, but take some risks, right? You have the ability right now to walk outside your front door and go experience the earth. You have the ability to go out onto the water somewhere. You have the ability to go up into the mountains somewhere. You have the ability to take in the night sky. 
you have the ability to spend with other people in pursuing your dreams, your goals. Life isn't about safety. Life isn't about being comfortable, but many of us want to be safe. We want to be comfortable because that is the societal norm that gets placed on us, right? The American dream. Everybody's got to get married, get the white picket fence, have two and a half children, uh, have the newspaper being delivered right to the front door, right? The old ideal of what it means to have the perfect uh, adulthood. Well, I think that's changing. And one of those parts that changes is people want to pursue what they're passionate about. Now's that time to be able to do it, no matter how old you are. You want to start painting? Go to your local art supply shop, pick up a paintbrush, pick up a canvas, and give it a try. It worked out pretty well for Hunter Biden. <laughs> I had to get one little like dig and fun thing into today's show. All right, let's get back into it. Um, most people are unable to express their feelings. Now, if you've listened to my show, you know that I'm uh, pretty open and honest and thoughtful with my feelings. I like to express them. I guess that's why I have a podcast to begin with. Um, but many people regret not expressing their feelings at the end of the day. They wish they told people how they truly felt about other people, what they thought about things. They wish that they expressed their emotions instead of hiding them. And if you think back to when we're a child, right, you, you fall and maybe you had parents that are like, don't you cry. Don't cry. And all of a sudden you start suppressing your ability to cry. There's nothing wrong with needing to cry over something, right? But we, we give these standards, these norms of society. And I talked about the one from uh, the Dalai Lama on forgiveness, but that's a regret of people not forgiving. Now, a lot of times that looks like family members that they never forgave. Um, and I've learned in life when I talk to uh, family members, uh, there were things in my own family that I didn't understand why like uncles didn't talk to other people. And when you talk to the individuals that are involved, the stories never match up. Somebody always has a completely different sight of what was going on. So don't hold on to those grudges, right? If you go back to expressing your feelings, forgiving others, letting go of the anger, the resentment that will help you live a better life. And then the biggest thing that I think was on the list is people that like, you know, they have heart attacks and they're on their deathbed and they're like, man, I really wish that I exercised more. I really wish that I ate better. I really wish that I took care of my physical health more than I did or my mental health more than I did. They wish that they were making better choices all along in this realm. And I think back to like when I was in, you know, grade school. They used to tell us like, hey, here's the healthy diet. Here's the amount of exercise you're supposed to get. All right, everybody, we're going to do push-ups in gym class. We're doing sit-ups now. We're going to do like uh, what they do now, the pacer test. How fast can you run a mile? How many sit-ups can you do in one sitting in one minute? How many push-ups can you do in one minute? And so on. At what point do some people go, I don't need to do that anymore. I'm just going to live my life or I'm too busy for it. Recently, a couple of weeks ago, I started playing soccer again. Uh, got onto an adult soccer team in a league that's co-ed. I'm having a blast, but it's also making me realize I probably aren't have not been taking care of my health the way that I need to because I'm completely out of breath during these games. But I'm having an absolutely awesome time, and in doing so, I'm improving my health and I'm also helping to prevent further illness or injury. 
you're never too late to start that. You might be looking at yourself right now. You might be listening to this. Maybe you're sitting on the couch and you're like, man, I could lose, you know, 10 pounds. That would make me feel a little bit better. Well, what's stopping you? What's stopping you from right now being like, all right, I'm going to hit pause on this podcast. I'm going to go for a 10 minute walk at the pace that I feel comfortable walking. And I'm going to feel better from being outside and starting to take care of things. I'm going to make this a pattern. I'm going to do this repeatedly. Also, this earth. Many people get into this thought process that like the earth is only limited to where you were born and where you feel comfortable living as far as the country you were born in. This world is absolutely beautiful. I think back to a, a trip to Aruba, which I love Aruba, by the way, but they have this little beach called beautiful baby beach. That's what the tourists, the way they say it, baby beach. And you go down to the southernmost tip of Aruba and there's this little inlet and the water, you just can walk out for almost a quarter of a mile, it seems. And the water is only up to like your waist by the time you get out there. And then it drops off and they have all these tropical fish and all these things you can take in. And the puffy clouds that are going by, it is one of the most ah, beautiful places you could possibly go on earth, I swear. I, I really think the baby beach in Aruba is like top 10 of beach destinations in the world where you got to spend some time. Anyway, travel and explore. Live in the moment when you're traveling and exploring. Put down the phone. If you're going someplace new, take it in. Like I, I've always been amazed at the concert memories that I have. I, I went to a ton of concerts in the 90s, and I remember little moments from each concert. I remember being at the concerts being like, okay, I want to remember this right here. Nowadays, people take cell phone videos while they're watching concerts, while they're watching fireworks. Can you tell me when the last time it was that you went back and watched a fireworks display on your cell phone? I'm going to guess it's never. So if it's never, why are we taking cell phone videos? Be present. Watch the concert. Take in the oohs and the ahs of the fireworks display. Live that unique and personal experience with the people that are standing next to you. Hold your child's hand, put them on top of your, your neck, right? Like put them over top of your head. So that way they can sit there and have a higher uh, spot to be able to take everything in, hold their little hands at this moment. Cause they will not be little for long. Or if you're older and you have grandkids, then find this as an opportunity to spend that time with your grandkids, creating those moments and being present, not with the cell phone, but being in that experience, in that moment, because once you're at death, there's no more expression to any of it. So the kind of uh, give a, a final clarity. Here's the notes that I'm putting together for everybody for today's show. Here's where I hope that we can get if we're going to live a life worthwhile. The first thing is, do you have values and priorities? I ask a lot of times about like, you know, whether this world has morals and ethics and whether people have those. I think everybody to a degree can, can say that they have a core value or priorities that they have in life. Make sure that that's consistent with who you are. And if you don't know who you are, you owe it to all the people around you to start figuring that out immediately. 
especially if you've brought kids into this world at this point in time. If you still don't know who you are, that is like task number one. So that way you can be the most loving and successful person when it comes to knowing your purpose. Make goals. Make goals that also go back to those same values and priorities. Make sure it's consistent. Find experiences for your family, not materials, right? Like I look at all the things I have, all the things in my home that are material based and the things that are most memorable to my children are the experiences that we've taken them on. They are the things that they go back and talk about snorkeling, going on roller coasters, trips to the beach. They are the experiences, the one of the time things, you know, meeting different animals at the zoo. That is huge. We talked about gratitude already, right? Focus on what you have, not what you don't have. I'm horrible at that sometimes, right? But it's so important. I think that that's important to also know where your weaknesses are. Being present, I talked about, that was one of my notes. Uh, what else? Um, helping to, I'm not going to use cultivate now. I'm going to use the word nurture. Nurture all of your relationships. Nurture the relationships with your family, your friends, and any loved ones. Invest your time into that. You're not going to get dollar bills for investing time into that, but what you will get is a connection that you're going to cherish and they're going to cherish. So important. And as I said, make sure you take care of that physical and mental health. Uh, make sure that you know how you want to grow. Grow like there's no tomorrow, right? In the, the musical Hamilton, why does he write like he's running out of time? Because we all are. So learn and grow today because there, tomorrow is just not guaranteed. Hell, the next hour is not guaranteed for some of us. And so it's really important that we figure out how am I learning and growing at this moment? Um, help one another. I talked about Habitat for Humanity, right? I talked about how I spent time teaching others to help one another. And it was always in giving that I actually felt that I received. You know, there was nothing that I actually received back monetarily when I was volunteering at things, but simply the way it made me feel, I knew that that is something that every human being should get an opportunity to feel. And the last is uh, a guy that I know, Dan Ash. I uh, used to do uh, these challenge course works with him and he, he always had a great saying. He said, what are guarantees in life? And anytime he'd ask this question at this like challenge course work and stuff, people would respond with the same thing. They go death and taxes. And he'd be like, who said that? He's like Benjamin Franklin. And he'd be like, all right, but there's one more change in life. And Dan would remind people that the third change that's guaranteed in life third constant, I guess I'm giving away the answer. The third constant in life is change. You're going to have ups. You can have downs, highs and lows. You're going to have moments that are sad beyond measure. And you're also going to have joy beyond measure. Embrace it all because it is part of the experience that we have. And in all of that, remember those that are no longer with us. You know, just as I started today's show, remembering Patty, remembering Joel, uh, remember my friend Pat, I used to play guitar with in, in high school and Ryan and so many other people that 
have died at an extremely young age that are no longer with us. I, I could the list would go on for a long time, so I'm not going to attempt to to make that. But you all have those same list. Honor those people by living a life worthwhile today. Tomorrow I'll get back to talking about what's going on with Trump on CNN and what's going on with Hunter Biden and all of that stuff. But for today, I wanted to be simplistic. I just wanted to remind myself and in so doing remind all the bold Americans listening to the show of how we can best live our lives for tomorrow and for today. And maybe that will make this world just a little bit kinder, a little bit gentler, a little bit more kind and thankful. I think that that's something that we should all work on. Hope I honored your time. Well, today, everybody, I'll be back tomorrow with another show. As always, if you'd like to support the show, you can go to AmericaEmboldened.com or follow me on Twitter, which is at Real Greg Bolden. Feel free to send me a message about your thoughts anytime I do a show. Always happy to speak with you. My DMs are open. All right, everyone, you've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Bye.